This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Good to have all you here, and uh, we're just looking forward to sharing the word with you and letting you just drink it in. You know, that's what's going to help you. Anything I say, if it's not the word, well, that's not going to really build you up and help you. It's this word that's going to really uh, bring life to you and uh, cause good things to happen in your life. So we're just going to commit this time to the Lord. But first, we're going to lift our Bibles up. This is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. Amen. Let's just begin with prayer and uh, entrust this time to the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your word, which is just full of life and full of uh, just blessing for these that have come today. And thank you, Father, for helping me to bring it out just as you would have it delivered. Uh, so it's such a treasure it is. And I thank you, Father, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to start in the book of Luke tonight, uh, chapter 16. I have quite a few scriptures to share, but I'm going to, um, I won't turn to all of them. I'll just quote some of them, but some of them we're going to turn to so your eyes can rest upon it. But just take notes, write down the scripture references, and you can go to them later. But in Luke chapter 12, <clears throat> Jesus is speaking, of course, here uh, in the red letters we love. Uh, verse uh, 31, it says, But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, they were desiring natural things, things that they, their lives needed uh, to uh, supply their, uh, their wants, their, uh, their just necessities of life. And he said, If you seek the kingdom, all these things will be added unto you. So the kingdom of God has some things for us. He wants us to have things as we seek his kingdom. And verse 32 says, do not fear, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So anything that, that uh, is a part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is, is uh, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom on the earth. It's, it's his realm. It's his domain. It's, it's where he has a, uh, a rule. Uh, we do know that uh, we have an adversary that's working on this earth, but God has things in this kingdom that he wants us to partake of, and we can receive them with our faith. So uh, he said, it's, it's the Father's good pleasure. I just think this is such a, a tender verse. He calls us his little flock. So um, I love to call the body of Christ the flock because we are sheep. We need a shepherd. We need a lot of help. Sheep do need a lot of help. So we all do as well. So, But we are his little flock, he says. But he wants to give us the kingdom. He enjoys it. It brings him pleasure. It's, it's a, a bounty for us to harvest from. In 2 Peter 1, verse 3, It 
says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into the living hope through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have a, a life that he has, uh, wants us to be a partaker of. And, and if you have sickness in your body, that's a taste of death. But the, but the life that he gives us is uh, something that changes our situation, our physical body, our mental things. You can be sick in the mind as well as sick in the body. And he wants all of that for us to be uh, according to his will. And that's his good pleasure to give that to us. So we need to be open to receive what he has for us. We need to be open to learn and to uh, receive correction for our lives. We need to receive uh, his instruction for our lives. So as, as our master, uh, he wants to really be God and king of the kingdom that we live in. And also in, uh, in, verse, uh, in chapter 2, I mean, 2 Peter Second uh, Peter 1 verse 3, he says, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So there has been a power available to us to bestow upon us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So healing pertains to life. If you got sickness in your body, you need that replaced with life. So uh, he wants us to walk on this earth free. He loves the word freedom. He loves the word victory. He loves the word overcomer. He loves the word uh, more than conquerors. So we are to be champions in this life. And he has provided a way for us to do that through this wonderful word of God. So as we believe it uh, and receive everything he has for us, we are going to walk in victory. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite words in the Bible, in the New Testament, victory. Um, in this class, you have learned some the importance of... Uh, God's word, it reveals his will to us. You have learned that it takes faith to receive his will for us and that we cannot have faith without his word. So you have learned those things already. Uh, Joy has brought these things out. Derek has brought these things out. I have. So this is something that you need to hold on to as you leave these classes. This will be our last one for this session. So uh, we're going to continue to share uh, good teachings with you, and so, uh, but just don't let go of what you've learned. We have to hold fast to what we have so we don't, we don't let them slip. We can leak. We can let things slip. So refresh yourself in what you've learned in this, these classes and keep, hold on to them. But the importance of God's word is, is up here. It reveals his will to us. <clears throat> God's word is spirit food. You eat natural food to sustain your natural body, your physical body, but you have to have spiritual food in order to keep your spirit healthy and alive with uh, wholeness and completeness that God has for us. So feed on this word of God day in and day out. There's not a day that goes by that you need to go without this because you know in the physical body, uh, we can go without food a while, and eventually we'll start feeling it. We'll get weak. Well, our spirit's the same way. You will get weak, and you will not be able to uh, receive from God like you should. You will not be able to have that connection with the Lord as you should. Uh, we are spirit beings. We live in this physical body. But he, is, he wants us to um, take everything from the Word of God that will keep us healthy spiritually. And I like to call it faith food spiritual 
The word of God is faith food. It, there is a potential for everyone to uh, overcome everything that the world throws our way. It's, their potential is there because um, the word says that the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. So we can overcome anything the enemy throws in our path, whether it's sickness, uh, you know, just other kinds of tro troubles and trials in life. We can come over them. We can come through them with the word of God. The potential is there for each one of us to overcome. But it says this is the victory. This is where you're going to get your victory. It's through faith. It's through trusting him, trusting his word, applying it to our lives, and walking in it, walking through the things that cause, uh, that, that are thrown in our path, so to speak. So one of the things that uh, I know um, Derek shares uh, with one of his classes, Faith School, with uh, Keith Moore. So take advantage of that. Either go to the class or go to Keith Moore's uh, website and feed yourself faith food often. Every day would be a really wise thing for us to do. So we're going to keep, we're going to go forward. This class has meant too much to the teachers, and I believe it's meant a lot to you. You keep coming back, so thank God you're doing that. <laughs> we appreciate you coming and listening and, and being interested because um, a disciple is a learner. So if you're not learning, then something's off. You have to come in anytime you sit under the word of God. You have to come in with an open heart and mind to receive everything from the word that God has. So uh, know that is uh, very important for us to do. All right. <clears throat> We've established that. That's kind of the groundwork. To win, we must learn to fight a fight of faith. Do you like that word? Fight. Fight a fight of faith. First um, Timothy 6. Verse 12 <clears throat> says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because it's a fight you win. Lay hold on eternal life. Laying hold is, uh, I looked that word up, and it means to seize. It's, it's a very intentional thing you do. You just don't do this with a haphazard attitude. You're intentional about taking something that, you, that belongs to you. Lay hold on eternal life. Eternal life includes everything that God has uh, furnished for us and provided for us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have life with him when we leave this planet, and we'll go to the, the heavenly kingdom up there, and that's wonderful. But right now, the eternal life includes the... the um, means to walk in a place where you're winning all the time. You should not be put under anything that the enemy brings against in our paths. Co they'll come because we are in this fallen world and we have an adversary, but Jesus took care of him. We just have to know how to put him in his place. We have to know how to walk by faith. We have to know our authority. We have to know how to use the name of Jesus in faith. All of those things God has given us in order for us to win and to be victorious. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. We have to have faith in all these areas. And when we do, and healing is certainly a part of that, we can win 
in life, and that's his will for us, his will for every child of God. Um, I know we have talked about the the leper that came to Jesus, and he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole, and Jesus said, I am willing. Well, that's a statement Jesus made, but to me, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John really very loudly broadcast the will of God for healing because I'm just going to reference these. You can write them down. I'm not going to turn there. Jesus said these things, and we know what he did as he walked on this earth. John 4.34 says, My food is to do the will of him that sent me. John 5.30 says, seek the will of, I seek the will of my Father who sent me. John 6.38, he said, I came down not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. What did Jesus do? He was constantly ministering healing. He was constantly ministering deliverance. He was constantly setting people free and blessing people. He was fulfilling the will of God on this earth. He said, I'm doing only what Father told me to do. So his will, God's will, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John has a huge sign on it that says, I am a healer. I want you free. I want you delivered. This is it's just everywhere in, in, the, in the Gospels. If you would like to refresh yourself on healing that Jesus did, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, it's, it's everywhere, especially in Matthew. That's the, that's the one that has the most... Um, scriptures on how he healed but the others have many as well jesus is uh, was the healer and he was doing the will of god matthew 4 24 we'll turn to some of these now <clears throat> well we can read 23 as well it says and jesus went about um all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. He healed them. Okay, this Jesus is a healer, and that's what I'm that's what I'm proclaiming in these scriptures. Or the scriptures are proclaiming and, proclaiming, and we are just uh, focusing on them. Matthew 12, 15. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed them, and he healed them all. Jesus is a healer. Acts 10, 38. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Jesus is a healer. You need to remember this. When you are thinking about Jesus, he's a healer, and he's the same. He is, uh, Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. And we know Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the healer. He's your healer. Is he your savior? I'm, I'm thinking you're all saved. Then he is your healer as well. If you've never received him as your healer, it would be good to do that. You can just do that in your own private times. Lord, I've just, you know, I've received you as my Savior. Well, it's interesting because the word Savior is the word sozo, and it includes healing. 
It includes protection, deliverance. It, it includes uh, freedoms that, that the Lord has provided through his death, burial, and resurrection, and his victory over the enemy. Jesus should be your healer. So I encourage you to just in your, in your personal time with him, just, I just receive you as my healer. I've taken you as my savior so that I'll miss hell and go to heaven someday. But I want the full package. I want you as my healer as well. So take him. He wants to be that to you. Acts 10, 34 says that, that um, well, let's turn there because that's not one we, we're real familiar with, but it's very important uh, to know when you go to him for healing because I know the devil has lied to many people. Like, oh, yeah, God's a healer. He can heal. Uh, we see that. We read that in Scripture, and this one got healed, and that one got healed. But I don't, you're not really, mm -mm, you're not worthy. You're not going to, healing's not really, he's not going to heal you. That is such a lie from the pit of hell. Acts 10, 34 says, Peter opened his mouth and said, in, a truth, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. He's no respecter of person. What he does for one, he'll do for you. All it takes is some faith. A mustard seed grain of faith can move a mountain. So if you think, oh, my faith's not that big, a mustard seed can move a mountain. You don't have to have this giant mountain of faith to see God move in your life and heal you of anything, whether it's a very serious, you know, debilitating thing or something that is very, uh, you know, terminal. It's not too hard for the Lord, and he wants to do it for you because he loves you. You're so precious to him. There's a, a series, if you've had a little bit of a struggle, somebody talked to me not long ago that they, they've had a little bit of a struggle with feeling that they're worthy enough for the Lord. <clears throat> and I could share scriptures and I could share uh, scriptures on how, uh, you know, how much he loves, loves, loves each one of us and they're personal, they're for us as well. But there is a series that Keith Moore has that if you go to, go to his website too, is uh, Precious in His Sight. And it's several teachings. If, you, if you've really had a struggle there, I advise you to do that. It will get so in you because he, he's repetitive in some things and he goes over a lot of different areas. But re repetition is good. And it will get in you to where I am loved. God loves me. I am precious in his sight. So that's important for you to believe about the Lord, how much he loves you and cares and how much he wants you well and what he has done for us to be free. Is just overwhelming. I want us to go to Second um, Timothy now. I'm going to share a few things, some instruction that um, Paul gave Timothy. But you know, these instructions are for us too, because everything was written. Hebrews, uh, no Romans, fifteen four says that everything that's been written has been written for our learning. So we are to learn from all of these, these stories in the Bible, these uh, things that uh, tell about experiences and just instruction. Instruction is so good for us to, to hear it and heed it. We don't just read it like, oh, well, that's, that's the story about Timothy and Paul. And No, it's for us. And I really want us, and I believe this is where the Lord really wants us to rest tonight with this teaching, is to really get these things down in your heart because it's going to change your life. Second uh, uh, Timothy 2. 
Let's start with verse, um, verse 3. Talk, I mean, Paul's writing this to Timothy. He said, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So you are a soldier. Did you know that? You are in the army of God. Don't you like that thought? I do. Because it's a winning side to be on. It's a soldier that God has named us. We are in the army of God. He's even given us weapons. He's given us armor. So we are well equipped in life. But he said, endure hardness. That word, as I study that, it means hard things. Endure hard things. And that's what sometimes when when you've received a healing, when you are going through some things physically, it's not always the easiest thing in the world to endure. The symptoms the pain, this, they're real. But do you know what? God knows that. He understands it. And he hasn't turned a deaf ear. He is watching you so diligently. He's watching your life. That's how valuable and precious you are and how much he loves you. And he understands the pain. He understands the discomfort. He understands, you know, the, sometimes the exasperation with dealing with symptoms and things. But he hasn't abandoned you. He'll never leave you. He hasn't abandoned you. His eye is on you. And he's watching everything that goes on in your life. You know, he could reach down and take that stuff off of us in a heartbeat. But do you know these things are good for us? Not that the pain is good, not that the symptoms are good. It's good for us to be tough. It's good to tough it out. It's like, you know, I'm not quitting. I'm going to walk through this. You will gain so much as you get tough and say, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to, I'm going to do this, Lord. I'm going to stay with your word. I'm going to stay with what, you're, what you have shown me, uh, the scriptures you've given me. I'm going to stay with them. They are real and they are true and they will not go down underneath my feet. I'm trusting you. Your faith will grow. And that's like a little child. If you have a little child and they just love to be pampered and, you know, spoon fed, you've got to stop that someday or you're going to have a big brat on your hand someday. And the Lord doesn't want a whole church full of brats. He wants us to grow up. And he wants us to trust him more and more. And that's what this will do. As you are standing for your healing and you are dealing with stuff. I've dealt with stuff. Derek's dealt with stuff. Joy's dealt with stuff. And it's not easy. And God knows that. But he never left our side. He walked, right, he walked with us right through it. And he will walk with you. It's like, come on, honey, we're going to make it. Just don't let go of me. Don't let go of my word. Get strong here. you got to grow up, and you have to show the enemy that he is not going to win. And, boy, that gives us pleasure. When we show the enemy, <laughs> you are not winning here. You cannot win because I will not allow it because Jesus has already borne this for me, and I have been set free, and I am staying right where I am with my faith. Not only am I staying here, I'm going to gain more ground. So this is what a soldier, uh, this is what a soldier will do, endure hardness as a good soldier and the Lord walks with us and he understands he's even told us in Ephesians 6 he's given us armor he's given us things that will protect us while we are walking through these things so make sure that you have that place with him that's just really a sweet fellowship and relationship and and a strong trust if you can't trust God there's nobody on this earth that you can really trust 
<laughs> he's the only true one, you know. But if we trust God and we believe him, we are showing that we absolutely have him in the highest place of our hearts, that he is God and he is master and he is our savior and he is the lover of our souls and he will not fail us. What a beautiful savior he is. Oh, wow. What a beautiful savior. But be bold, a good soldier. I, I, no, I know there's probably some ex-military guys in here. I don't know. But uh, I know that, you know, they, they wouldn't have put up with uh, some little namby-pambies in the, in the Army. I mean, or the Air Force, whatever you were in. I mean, they, they made sure that you got strong and that you were able to deal with the enemy. Because if, if they let you stay wimpy, then when you face the enemy, the enemy is going to take you down. And you're going to lose your life, probably. So uh, that's how we have to have that attitude of our place in, our, in the army of God. But we stand. In Ephesians 6, it talks about uh, the armor of God. And it says, uh, I'll just flip over there. <laughs> I don't want to, to misquote any of this. <clears throat> Verse 10 in Ephesians 6 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. There it is. Stand to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. That's standing, facing. It's not backing up. It's not relenting. It's not quitting. You take a stand, and from that position, we will go forward. Because all of these things he's talking about, the principalities, the powers, the rules of darkness, those are our adversaries. Those are our enemies that we deal with in this life. <clears throat> Satan the little, is the little G, little God of this world. So he has a legal right here because this Adam let him have the least on the earth. I mean, his day's coming pretty soon in Jesus' name. We're going to be out of here. <laughs> I'm looking for that day that we are out of this place. Uh, heaven is our home. We are just passing through. Actually, we're the, we're the aliens. Did you know that? The Bible says we're strangers and pilgrims. That word strangers means that we're aliens. So, yeah, uh, they think aliens are creepy looking. We look pretty good, I think. But we're the true aliens. <clears throat> but we are just passing through. God's got us. He has got us. Praise the Lord. But, uh, but we stand we don't quit. We are bold to face the things of the enemy, things that are coming against our physical body or even our minds. The enemy has gone after minds so huge. But we have, we have been given a sound mind. We have a sound mind. We need to claim that. We need to hold on to that and not let that go. But we should be bold in facing the enemy and say, no, no, you're not allowed. You're not going to do this. I have God's word. And I know my authority, and I'm standing on the truth of the word of God. It's a solid rock underneath my feet, and uh, you're defeated, enemy, so you have to be the one to back down. I'm not afraid of you. No, Jesus took care of him. But we stay focused on the word and, and what, what the scripture says. Um, your particular word that the Lord, uh, you're standing on for your healing, keep going back to that. And I would daily... Meditate on that. Go over there. Get it so in your heart. 
that is just part of you, part of you that you just, who was it? Somebody said that these, some of these things that they have gotten so in their heart, you could not beat them, beat it out of them with a baseball bat. And that's how it should be with the truth of these words, not only for healing, but all of your life. That's what, that's what gives us our strength. It gives us our sustenance. It gives us our life. The power of God's connected with that. And uh, it's a win-win situation when you trust God. And you resist fear. Fear uh, is a spirit. Second Timothy 1 says, 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And there are other spirits we deal with. We know that. But this is specifically named in Scripture. So when you feel fear coming upon you, like, oh, you're about to lose your healing or this isn't working or that sort of lie from the enemy, resist that and say no. Tell it no. Speak to it as a personality, which it is. It's a demon. Just tell, tell it you have to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that... Uh, the enemy comes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the face. That resisting means you vigorously oppose him. You bravely resist him. You stand face to face against him, and you stand your ground and say, I'm winning. You're not. And he'll leave. He will flee, the Bible says. Praise God. Whew. We're winners. Um. 2 Peter 2.5, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 2.5. Don't you love the word? Oh, my goodness. It's wonderful. Second Timothy 2, verse 5. This is another instruction that um, Paul gave Timothy. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is, crowned, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. We have rules. Did you know that? <laughs> we have rules we need to abide by. We have these rules in Scripture that we need to be doers of. And when you find one, do it. You can. If he says do it, he's empowered you to do it. So let's stay in the right in righteousness. Righteousness is staying in the right with God. You don't want to get outside his realm of righteousness because it's going to mess with your faith. Your faith isn't going to work like it should, and uh, you're in trouble. So stay where you should with God in, in your relationship with him and in your, in your devotion to him. Uh, he's given us, as we read earlier in Second Peter, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness is just a devotion to God. So we've been given everything that we need there, and all we have to do is is uh, want it and be faithful to it and uh, follow his path in the word. It's not hard. It is not hard. He's made it so clear. I have two scriptures that I just absolutely love in the Old Testament. just kind of puts all of this in a nutshell. But the athlete has to go by the rules. Derek, you you are in athletics. Could you go by baseball rules in football? Absolutely not. It would not work, you know. I know that much about athletics. That's about it. But I just know certain rules will not work in certain sports. I mean, that's how it is with the Word of God. There are things he gave us that they will work here, and they will keep us on the right path, a path where there's going to be healing at every turn. Micah 6, 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Um, Sorry, that's a good one, too. 
wrong, wrong chapter. I like that one. Hey, let's just read it anyway. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. <laughs> so if you have a bad day, hey, there's a good scripture. Hey, I'm coming through. I'm coming up. But uh, Micah 6, verse 8, and it says, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? We have some requirements. To do justly, that's doing right. That's the righteousness, the path of righteousness. To love mercy or to love loving, that's our command, is to love. We are to love doing that and to walk humbly with your God. So humility, mm-hmm, yeah. Pride is an ugly thing. Got Satan kicked out of heaven, and God's not too pleased with it still. So we need to watch pride. If we see, if we well, ask the Lord to show you the prideful things in your life, and you'll probably start crying. <laughs> like, Oh, dear Lord, that's pride. Yeah, some things that you don't know that it's pride can be pride. So clear your heart of that junk and ask the Lord to really reveal to you things that you've allowed pride in your life because he says he resists the proud. I heard uh, one minister say, I think pride stinks to God. I think it smells. It has a horrible smell. He may be right because there are fragrances that he that pleases him so there might be a smell to pride and you don't want that in your life <clears throat> then ecclesiastes 12:13 let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter that's pretty emphatic here's the conclusion of everything guys fear god and keep his commandments this uh, the king james says for this is the whole duty of man so we have something we're required we have a duty Fear God and keep his commandments. That fear is the reverence, the respect, the awe. If you study that word out, it's beautiful. I mean, it will just really make you examine your life to make sure that, that you are fearing God. It's not pulling back in that type of fear. He's a daddy. You can run and jump in his lap. But you, he needs the respect. He deserves the respect. He, reserve, he deserves the, the honor and the awe to be so in awe of him. In everything he does. And then 2 Timothy 2 6. I know a little bit about this one, more so than the. I haven't been a soldier in a regular army, and I sure wasn't in, in athletics. But the farmer. The hardworking farmer must, must, must be first to partake of the crops. The hardworking farmer. What does a farmer do? A lot of stuff. <laughs> they work hard. But they plant things. They plant seeds. They put things in the ground. They tend to them. They irrigate if there's not enough rain. There's a lot of work involved. But he, he says that we are to be like that, a hardworking farmer. We are to plant the seeds of God's word in our lives and expect a harvest. He said, must be first partaker of the crops. That's a harvest. He wants you to have a harvest of healing, and that's what I'll title this uh, message tonight, a harvest of healing. And not just a little healing every now and then, but a big cornucopia of healing. <laughs> have you seen those cornucopia things with all this stuff in it? Yeah, that's what God has for you. Isn't that exciting? Oh, my goodness. Everything that you have that comes against your body, take it to God and say, I know that you have my healing here. I want it. I receive it. 
I had planted this word in my heart, this word of, of faith, this word of uh, my, the healing provisions, the scriptures. That's what we've been doing here for all these weeks, nine weeks. You've been planting them. You've been hearing them. And I believe you've been planting them in your heart on your own as well. But we are, we are to plant those words into our heart, the seeds of our uh, in the spirit, the seeds of the word of God. Keep watering them by meditating on them. Uh, just thinking about them, exercising your faith where they're concerned. For the little things, start with little things. If you haven't b- believed God for anything really big, start with a little thing, something that's, you know, seems very eh, unimportant. I can live with this or I can, you know, this will this will leave. Believe God for it, <laughs> you know. Use your faith because <laughs> it's in that cornucopia that God wants to you to partake of. But then you speak. You speak the word. That's watering it. You speak it. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13 says, We have in the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. We're to be speaking this word. And then we're to have personal confessions of, I have a couple of examples here. I want to read them so that I can, you know, kind of get a real clear picture to you. We can have a faith confession of, the word, as you receive your healing, you receive that, uh, that word that you've planted in your heart. You receive the fruit of it by believing God for a healing for a certain thing. And you say um, something like, the word uh, of his power, which is the word of God, is working in me. It's bringing a healing and a cure. I am recovering. So that's one position of faith. Here's another one that's a little bit further along, so to speak. It says, I have received my healing by his stripes. I have been healed. I am healed and made whole. Can you see the difference there? There's a little bit of a still, okay, I'm recovering. Another one says, I have believed I received my healing. So I'm healed now. So it doesn't matter about, you know, what I feel like or what it looks like. The recovering, you you have resolved, okay, I'm still going through a few little symptoms here, but I know the word is working in me, and these, these symptoms are lessening and lessening and lessening. But somebody who says, I believe I received my healing and I am healed now, it's like I don't care what I'm feeling. I've got this healing. It's mine, and I'm just going, going forward. You know, I'm going to, you know, things I haven't been doing, I'm going to do them because I'm healed. God wants you to use your faith no matter what level you're at. So just use it. If it, you feel like, okay, I've got, to, I've got to have a little bit more time here, so I'm allowing this word just to recover me. And that's good because you will get to the place. If you stay there, you'll get to the place where the healing cure will have been there, will, will have manifested, and all the symptoms will be gone. So give yourself some time to grow. Just, you know, stay with it. Just stay with it. As we do our part, he is faithful to do his. Jeremiah 1.12 says, I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. In Isaiah 55 says the word that uh, it does not return to him void. It accomplishes what he sent it to do. He sent the word of healing and it will accomplish that. But you stay with your faith there. You hold on to the scripture. You confess the scripture. You keep meditating on it and putting it in and putting it in and putting it in. Proverbs 4 says, attend to my word. Keep attention given to the word of God day in and day out. If you were standing for a really major uh, healing in your body, then, oh my goodness, double up on that medicine. You know, 
not only just daily, but three or four times a day probably go back to it and says, okay, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to look at this again. I'm going to speak it over my life. I'm, I'm confessing it. Jesus is the high priest of our confession. So what we are saying, he takes it and he does something with it. I don't understand all of that, but thank God I believe it. I know that he's going to do something with it and things are going to move in my life. Healing's going to spring forth because I have a harvest of healing. Uh, Romans 4. Verse 19. I love these verses. Talking about Abraham. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, and she was around 90. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened or waxed strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded, fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. He's an example for us that we just need to really study him. Abraham's faith is amazing. If you want to do a really interesting study while we're off these, these months, study Abraham and his faith. He's called the father of faith, and uh, it's an amazing uh, journey, so to speak, of walking with him through the, through the scriptures that talk about how he believed God, and he had to be patient, and he had to kind of regroup sometimes. But he went all the way through to the end, and this is where he ended up. He didn't consider his body. He didn't consider his wife's body, the, the inability there to have children. But he didn't waver at what God had told him. So don't waver at the scripture that God gives you. Don't think, oh, well, you know, I'm not real sure. Hmm. I'm not sure this is working in me. Just hush. Zip it. Don't say those things. Just keep saying truth. Truth says the word is working mightily in me. It's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. Just keep saying those things, your confession. And that's, that's a confession of faith. And that's what's going to happen eventually because the word of God is powerful. The word of God uh, will change things as you go forward with them. Just let him do his part. You just stay with your part. Hey, you've got the easy part. He's the, he's the God who has to move everything out of the way and change things and cause things to, to um, be returned to the normal posi- uh, you know, place in your body. But it's not hard for him. It's just miraculous. We can't do mir- miracles in ourselves. But he can. So let him do his part, and he will. He will complete it in you. One last scripture, uh, Colossians 2, 7, uh, says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to, no, Colossians 2, 7 that says we are to bound of thanksgiving. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ is 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 15, 57. So we are to be very thankful. In the interim of speaking the word and meditating the word and confessing the words, give thanks. Give thanks just Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Healing's working in me, or I believe I've received my healing. It's already, it's a finished fact. Even though you may still be experiencing some symptoms, just be be thankful and keep giving him thanks and praise. 
I have a little story. I've, I love to bring this little story out. I haven't read it in several years, so maybe, maybe y'all haven't heard this. But if you have, you'll enjoy it again. Um, it's about. It's a true story. It's a true account, rather, about a man uh, named Manteo Mitchell. He was in the 2012 Olympics. He was at the Olympics to run, and this was in London, he was at the Olympics to run in a four-man relay. The day before he was scheduled to run in the preliminary round to determine who would run for the medals, he was going up some stairs and missed a step and landed awkwardly. He felt something odd in his lower leg and had it checked out, but nothing wrong showed up. So the next day, as he went into the races to go to the preliminary race, as he was running the preliminary race, a short distance into the race, he heard and felt a snap in his lower leg. He hollered, but the noise of the crowd it wasn't noticed. Uh, he, no one could hear him. He said he just wanted to lay down because of the pain, but he kept running on a broken leg. He finished his portion of the race. It's a relay, so he handed off the baton to somebody else. And uh, they, they finished running the preliminary. And, and because he didn't quit, uh, with a substitute for him, Manteo, his team qualified to run for a medal. They not only ran, they won the silver medal in that, in that race. So after the race, Manteo was interviewed. He was asked how he had run on a broken leg, and he said, I just kept saying over and over again in my mind, faith, focus, finish. There's the word to take forward. Faith, focus, finish. Finish it, guys. Let God do what he needs and wants to do in your bodies, in your lives. And uh, he got to go to the White House and meet the president because of this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just he gave God glory. He, faith focus and finish. Father, we thank you so much for victory. We thank you so much, Father God, for what you have given us to win in life. Thank you for your precious words, so powerful, Father, that can change things miraculously in our bodies, in our, in, our, in our whole situation, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, as we honor that word and as we stay in faith and trusting you, Lord God, you will be able to fulfill uh, that which we, you want to do in each life, and it will be your good pleasure. And they will have a harvest of healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about the ark, visit thearkchurch.com.